This morning, Genesis chapter 41, uh, Genesis chapter 41 and verse number 41, uh, let us stand. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and arrayed him with vestures and fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had which he had, had. And they cried before him, bowed the knees, and he made him a ruler all of the land of Egypt. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord. You, you see the need. You see our hearts. Lord, you see what we go through. Father, you also see where we fail you. Help us to be what we need to be. And Father, we'll praise you. Empty myself and fill me with thy words. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated. We all know that and realize Joseph, without a doubt, is one of the greatest types of picture of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. But just because Joseph is one of the greatest type and picture of Jesus Christ does not mean that we cannot pull some practical help for our lives this morning as a Christian to live our life. Uh, there are many things in Joseph's life that we can look at as a man. He's a man that's trying to live for God uh, with so many difficulties coming in his life, with so many obstacles that's faced him. He had so many roadblocks before him that was against him. And it seems like it's over and over and over that Joseph just hurdles these roadblocks. He hurdles these things the devil is continuously throwing at him. And matter of fact, when it gets down towards the end of his life, he said that you meant it to be evil, but God meant it for the good. Joseph had gotten the place in his life and realized that all the bad stuff that was going on in his life and stuff that he had to go through, that the devil used to try to sway him away. The devil tried to use it to uh, trip him up. But behind the scene was a, uh, was a God that running things uh, for Joseph's good and for the glory of God this morning. If you ever been to that place uh, where Joseph got to when you realize uh, and recognize that the sufferings and troubles that you're going through right now in this present life are not to destroy you, but they're to develop you. There's a mastermind behind the scenes, and that is God Almighty, that is working them things in the, in the best interest, interest for you, that you may be able to uh, stand your grounds and say, God meant it for good. Some of us has realized that some of us have gotten to that place that we realize no matter what we trail through, no matter what we forge through, that God is with us and God takes care of us. I want to give you something this morning. It helped the life in Joseph and it may help our lives in the future for our lives. 
and it's in his rides of life. He gets rides in his life. I find out in the story of life that Joseph gets a ride. He gets many rides in his life. In fact, uh, he gets a ride into Egypt. He gets a ride through Egypt. And he gets a ride out of Egypt. Verse 43 said, And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had had. When you study the Bible about Egypt, where Joseph is at that time, it is a picture of, of this world that we live in. All through your Bible, when you see the, uh, uh, Egypt, it is a picture and type of the world. And that's what the world, as John said about in this world, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. It's not in the Father, but it is of the world. That's the picture of Egypt, but that is also the picture of this present day world that we live in. It's a picture of uh, 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 the mindset against God. It's a picture of a lifestyle against God. It's that worldly mindset that we have, that we live in, the world system that we look at today. These rides that Joseph gets this morning, we're going to talk about them. He gets around things. And it will mirror the life of a child of God this morning if you look at them. Those of us that are saved and, and, and there are rides that are going to mirror the life that Joseph went through in his life, this time in his life. I want you to show you something this morning that help you to get through this life that we're going to. Uh, turn with me to chapter number 37. Chapter number 37. Can I say that problems gave him a ride into Egypt. In verse number 25 it said, And they sat down to eat bread, and they lifted up their eyes and looked, and behold, a company of Ishmaelites and came to Gilgal, and the camels, camels bearing spices, balm, and myrrh, carrying it, it down to Egypt. And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit us if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him into the Ishmaelites, and let us not our hands be upon him, <clears throat> for he is our brother and will our flesh, and his brethren were content. Then there, pa there passed by the Mennonites, the merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for twenty pieces of silver, and they brought Joseph into the land of Egypt. We realize that Joseph's brothers have stripped him of his coat of many colors. Uh, they have thrown him into this pit, uh, and now they're going to sell him. They wanted to kill him, but now they said we're going to sell him. And we see that the problems gave Joseph a ride into Egypt. Let me say this. Every one of us here this morning came in this world the same way that Joseph got into this world is the same way that you and I got into this world. You came into a world of pain. You came in a world of sorrow. You came in this world crying. Amen. That's how you got in this world. And you came in this world uh, as naked as a jaybird. 
You got into this world just like Joseph got in the world. You realize that Joseph was found in this world where he got, he found that this world was world of problems. I find that we're living in a world of problems this morning. He found out that the world of Egypt, it was a world of bondage. It was a world of servitude. It was a world of captivity. He got down there, they locked him up, then they made him a servant to a man named Potiphar. And then he found out that the world of temptation, when Potiphar's wife tried to tempt him, and because of that temptation, Joseph was locked up in the prison house. Can I say that it's what all of us have found out in this world today. It is a world of bondage. It is a world of servitude to sin. It is a world of heartaches. It's a world of pain. It is a world of temptation. It is a world of darkness. It is a world that if you end up giving in the temptation, it will lock you up and chain you up in sin this morning. Joseph found out that this world is the same thing that we find out in our world. It is a world of compromise and sin. You know what Job said? Job said a man is born of a woman a few days and full of trouble. I hate to be the one to tell you this morning, you're looking at, if you were looking for a bed of roses, you ain't going to find it. You were born into a world of problems this morning. It's a sinful world. It's a fallen world. It's a cursed world. You were born into a world of temptation, and if you give in to it, it's going to lock you up and chain you down. You know something about this world that Joseph gets into? When problems got into that world, when he, he got locked up in the prison house, the Bible said that there were people around Joseph that had problems too. Can I tell you, you look around at each and every one of us sitting here this morning, there's not one of us in here can say, I have no problems. We've got problems. Uh, you're not the only person that has problems. Joseph realized, hey, uh, he got there and there was a butcher and there was a baker and they were in prison too. He realized he was not, he was not the only one that had problems. Can I say this? You ought to realize and look around. You're not the only one here this morning that has problems. I love that song we just sung. Singing in Sunday school class this morning. Hey, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. The world is full of tears, sorrows, and pain, and travail. And I'm glad it's not my last stop. I'm glad this is not the end. Thank God it ain't my last ride. Amen. This is not my final stopping place. There's another ride coming. Problems gave Joseph a ride into Egypt. Just like every one of us here this morning, we got a ride into this world through problems. 
problems gave Joseph a ride into Egypt. Turn back to chapter 41 again for me, please. Keep your Bibles open because we're going to be all over the Bible this morning. I try, I'm going to try not to keep you long. But this is on my heart. Problems gave Joseph a ride into Egypt. And I love this, and I try to really focus on a Christian life, and I want you to focus on the Christian life and Joseph's life to see if it don't mirror each other. If problems gave Joseph a ride into Egypt and we get problems, we're born into the world of troubles and pain and sorrows, but also a pardon gave him a ride through Egypt. Verse number 14 in chapter 41. Joseph been locked up in prison for years. Now he's in a dark world, a dark place. Uh, and I imagine if we were the same way, if we were locked up in a dark place, in a dark world, and not seeing any hope, and not realizing there's no way out. Uh, and Joseph, he said, hey, I, I don't see no way out of this prison. I don't see nothing happening for me. Everybody's forgotten me. I've been in this thing for years. Verse 14, then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph and brought him hastily out of the dungeon, shaved himself and changed his raiment and came unto Pharaoh. Look back at verse 42. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures and fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck and made him to ride in the second chariot which he had had. Do you see what's happening here? Joseph's locked up down in Egypt. He can't get out. He's in a world of problems. He's in a world of pain. He's in a world of temptation. But one day, one day the king came by the corridors of the dungeons and, and, and where he locked up and where he, the world of the king came in. When that word of the world, the king came into Joseph, the doors was opened up and Joseph was set free. Joseph got out, cleaned up, and Joseph got changed up. And Joseph got a ride through Egypt. You say, now, that happens because king gave him a pardon. A king wrote him a pardon and said, not guilty. There's no charges held against him anymore. But the naysayers, oh my God. Hey, we see people, let me tell you this. I've had people say, I wouldn't listen to that man preach. I know him. I know his life. I've seen him in the past. And there's some here said, they know me in my past. But like, praise God, my past ain't my past no more. Praise God, if you got here, you got a past too. But Joseph was in jail. Joseph was locked up. I was in jail. I was locked up. I was in a dark place. But one day, the word of the king came by and said hey uh, if you just repent uh, and call on the name of Jesus I'll set you free and the glorious light of the gospel penetrate my darkness and my heart uh, and said hey you're no longer the same I'm going to clean you up I'm going to change you up I'm going to make something out of you hey praise God when he came in he said I am yours and you are mine thank God the word of the king came into the corridors of that prison and said, let him go. 
He has been, I've been set free. Praise God, if you're sitting here this morning and you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, you've been washed in the blood, you can say, I've been set free this morning. I don't have to live changed up to sin. I don't have to live bondage up to sin. I've been set free. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. But I'm just, now notice this though. This is the way Christians are today. Mm-mm. Yeah, it is. I've seen it here. I've seen it there. I've seen it at church. People say, hey, I know the lifestyle. I know what it was like. Hey, God can't change him. I can see them people. I can see Joseph on that second chariot being cleaned up, chained up, wearing that ring, that robe, and that chain around his neck, riding behind the king. He was, and that people sitting out of the crowd says, who does he think he is? What makes him to get to sit in that second chariot and ride? What, what, what? My wife said he did this and did that. He ain't nothing but a low-down scallywag. I, I, I don't know why they will allow him to do that. Other people sitting over say, well, there ain't nothing we can do about it. There's nothing we can do about it. The king pardoned him. The king dropped all charges. The king has wiped the slate clean. The king has set him where he's at. Mm. <laughs> Y'all ain't getting this now. You, you got to get a hold of this now. If you've been born again, uh, hey, then you might not came from the, the best side of the tracks. Uh, you might not have lived the great kind of life. Uh, people may know what you were before you got saved. But let me just tell you this. Uh, that king came in and he said, hey, you've been set free. Uh, you don't have to worry about it no more. You're mine and I am yours. And you're going to get a ride through this world today. Amen. I'm so glad this world ain't my home. Amen. Just say amen right there. I'm so glad this is not my last stop. I know there's one coming, praise God. I, he, Joseph got a pardon. He was pulled out of that world of darkness. He was pulled out of it, locked up and changed. And the king said, hey, you've been set free. Ain't you, I'll tell you, God can take the worst sinner and clean him up, make something of him, get him on the right path. He's on his way to heaven. He's shouting praise and glory to God, but there'd be some naysayer sitting in, you know he ain't right. You, you know he ain't saved. I know what he used to do. He used to drink, run the roads, crowd, all that stuff. I know what he did. Well, let me tell you what. There ain't no little sin and big sin. Before you got saved, you was just as bad. Before you gave your life to God, you was just as bad. Sinner is a sinner. Amen. You was just as bad. But there are porn items that, hey, 
God can't use him. God, God can't be with him. He can't be a child of God. I, I've lived this life all my life. I was born in church, raised in church. He lived out in the world. He was in a pig pen. He was like the prodigal son, but thank God the prodigal son came back home. Amen. Amen. I may have been away from home. I may be lost and undone, but thank God I came back. And guess what? The father met him halfway and put a robe on him and cleaned him up and put a ring on him and put shoes on him and said, hey, my son which was dead is now alive. Praise God. This world ain't my home. Aren't you glad the Bible says, now no condemnation of them which are in Jesus Christ who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect. It is God that justifies. I don't have to be justified by a man. God justifies me. If you've been pardoned, you've been saved, you've been set free. There's no accusation that can stick to a child of God this morning. And if God forgives you and God wipes your slate clean, then people are just going to have to get over it. If you ever, if somebody's in prison and they go for a board to be pardoned, and what happens when they go to this board to get pardoned is they bring all the evidence, every note that they had against this prisoner. They bring it in there. The judge says, you are now pardoned from the crime that you was charged of. And what they would do that all the evidence was take it and start putting it in a shredder. Piece by piece by piece. He was pardoned. Everything was wiped clean. There's nothing on his record. When you got saved, there's nothing on your record. Amen. You're clean. You're clean. And I'm not talking about pardon from a government. I'm not pardon, talking about pardon from the state. I'm talking about being pardoned from the Almighty King. Have you received that pardon? That's the one you need. Amen. I, I, I need to be pardoned from Him. Because He's the only one that can get me through this world. Troubles got Joseph a ride into Egypt. But a pardon got him ride through Egypt. Well, there's another ride. Joseph got a ride out of Egypt. What? Look at chapter 50 for me, please. Chapter 50. Chapter 50. Verse number 24. All this has happened to Joseph. Now this ain't two, three months. This is years and years and years that Joseph has gone through this trials. All these Things that were thrown at him. Now he's the ruler, second in command over Egypt. God is behind him. God is with him. 
Joseph in chapter 50, verse 24, And Joseph said unto his brothers, I die. And God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto the land which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you. Get this. Get this. God will surely visit you. And when he did, he's not maybe, it's not a hope so. God will visit you. And when he does, when he does, when he shows up, you shall carry up my bones from hence. Thank God for the promise. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the hope of that promise that we have uh, that was given. Joseph said, God is going to get you out of this land. This world of problems, this world where we need a pardon to get through, the promise of God is going to give us a ride out of the world one day. Out of this messed up world. That's a great promise. But listen to me. Listen very good. I want you to understand something. A promise is no good unless there is a fulfillment of it. A promise is no good unless is there a fulfillment of it. You can promise something to everybody all day long, but if you never fulfill on it, it's empty promises. What good is a promise if there's nothing being fulfilled on it? We can say something all day long, but we don't fulfill on it. It is no good. But I cannot tell you this promise comes good. One more time. Exodus chapter 13. Exodus chapter 13, verse number 18. I love, we, you see this is this mirroring the child of God. We came into this world of troubles and sorrows and heartaches and pains. And if we don't get the ride out of it, this is our final stop. But you came to the king and the king pardoned you and he gave you a ride through this world. This, this is not my final stop, but I, I, I'm here, but I'm not really here. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm here, but I'm not really here because all my thoughts are yonder. All my thoughts are there. But I'm holding on to that promise. He says, I'll come again. But a promise is no good unless there's a fulfillment of the promise. You can promise me something all day long, but if you don't fulfill on it, that don't mean nothing no more. In fact, if you keep promising and don't do it, keep promising, I'm going to stop listening to you. But I've never found in the Bible where God promises something and he never fulfills on it. Always does. Let me just say, let me show you this, how this came true in verse, uh, chapter 13, verse 18 of Exodus. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness and the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up and harnessed out of the land of Egypt. 
Listen, here it is. Here's the promise. Here's the fulfillment. This is what he said. This is the promise. Joseph said he's going to come. He's going to get you out of this land one day. He's going to take you to the land where he had promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is what it said. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. For he has straightly sworn to the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones away hence with you. Don't leave me here. When God comes, when God visits you, when God shows up, don't leave me here. Don't want to be left here. I'm telling you, you don't want to be left here this morning. You want to be carried away. Joseph made the promise, we're going to get out of here. You're going to be set free. But don't leave me when you get out of here. Even if I'm dead... Make sure you carry my bones out of here. When you make tracks to the promise of God, to that land of milk and honey that was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you take me with you. Because I don't belong here. I don't belong here. I'm not from here. I'm not from here. This is not my home. You take me to my home. And I'm telling you what, there's going to become a day that there's going to be right out of this world. It's not going to have to worry about it. This is not my home. I'm a pilgrim passing through. You say, what's that got to do with us? That was Joseph. That was Moses. That was the children of Israel. Well, 2,000 years ago, Somebody made us a promise. There was a heavenly promise made by the heavenly Joseph to us. If I go to prepare a place, if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. He's going to prepare. He said, I'm going. I'm going. And if I go, I'm promising you this. If I go, I'm coming again. That where I am, you may also be. The promise was made when he ascended to heaven. While they looked steadfastly towards the heavens, as he went up, and behold, two men standing in white peril, which he said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand here gazing? into the heavens this same Jesus not no other one this this same not an invitation not someone else but this same Jesus that you see is taken up from you in heaven shall come in like manner praise God there's a promise for us I, I know it's been a long time coming but it'd be a longer time in passing. The fulfillment of the promise is still coming. The Bible said one day a trumpet shall sound, and the Lord Himself shall come down with the, from heaven with a shout of the loud command of the voice of the archangel. And the trump of God 
And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Hey, gather those bones up. We're not leaving them here. They're not staying here. This is not their world. They might have died in this world. They might have trailed through this world. They might have had a problem in this world. But hey, I'm coming back. I made this promise. Hey, gather up them bones. They're going back with us. And those that are alive shall be changed in the twinkling of an eye. And we shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord. Amen. Amen. And there we shall be with the Lord forever and ever and ever. God is not going to leave us here. God has made a promise. He's said, hey, uh, you might have to be in this world. Uh, you were born in this world of troubles and sorrows. Uh, you might have to go through this world of troubles and sorrows. But don't worry about it, child of God. I am with you and I'm making you this promise. This is not your home. Uh, this is not your resting place. I have gone to prepare another place for you. I've had all this world I can stand. I got a good ride in the chariot of grace coming for me. But I'm waiting on that ride out. And it just might be today. You say, well, they say it's coming. They've all said it. Peter said they've been saying it from the very time of the fathers. Knowing this, First, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, where is that promise? Hey, you've been talking about it for so long. Preachers have been preaching about it so long. Where is... Hey, you know what? The more they talk about Him coming, I know He's coming. The more they say, hey, where is He at? Where's your God? The more they tell me, hey, they question my God. I know He's coming. I know He's getting ready. I, I believe He's sitting on the edge of His throne seat say, waiting for the Father. says, hey, and go get your children. Go get the church. I believe it's closer than we think. The Bible says, look up to the heavens and draw nigh. Your redemption is drawn nigh. Let me just tell you this. There is a promise coming, and He just might be here today. I'm waiting. Can I say you this? And I'm about done. But I heard a preacher say yesterday that I'm good. I'm going to heaven. And he just left his wife for another woman. And I'm thinking, are you stupid? Are you stupid? Let me tell you this. You can sit in church every Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You can sing the songs. You can read your Bible. You can shout the heavens return. Your heart ain't right. You ain't catching that right out. Amen. You ain't catching that right out. But I went to church. You ain't catching that right out. Did not we cast devils out in your name? You ain't catching that ride. Didn't we shout you? You ain't catching that. Didn't we not sing the song? You ain't catching that ride. A pure heart. A clean heart. A saved heart. It's the only one's going to catch a ride. I've got a ride coming. And I'm waiting on it. 
I'm just waiting on my ride out of here. That's all I'm doing now. Amen.